0: What's up, magical human? Hey, if you're like me and you want to create a bigger impact on the world, why not share your knowledge and talents with others? Welcome to the podcast where I share marketing strategies, product creation tips, and real life stories of how women all over the world are using their knowledge and creativity to build a life and business they love on their terms. I'll share with you over a decade of knowledge and show you how you can take what you already know and do and package it into a digital product that can Membership site or digital download that sells globally. I'm Amy Jo, and you're listening to the Digital Magic Podcast. Money, 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 money. That's what we're talking about today. Woo! Did you get goosebumps? Because I know I did. I'm just kidding. Kind of. So we are talking all about money, money blocks, charging for what we are creating and selling all of that. Now, you know, what's kind of funny is when you start an online business, you kind of have to make money, right? Crazy, crazy. And so what we're going to be talking about is how do we get to a place where we feel really comfortable charging a solid amount, right? How do we get comfortable? How do we get confident asking for the money? How do we get comfortable accepting the money? How do we, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that is wrapped up here. So that is what we were talking about today. Now, some people can refer to different mindsets around, around money as money blocks. And that's just a, uh believe around money that isn't really serving you. So a money block, we're going to go over all of this in this episode, but it could be money doesn't grow on trees. Um, don't spend anything on you because that's wasting. And one of the stories that I like to share is you know, when I, I've always done this, it's something that I'm still working on. If I'm being totally honest, I have always done this. And it wasn't until I started working on my money mindset that I realized that this is something that I do is there's a, a I guess, an instilled belief that was handed down from generation to generation to generation of lack, where if I do something that is the end, it's never coming back. And so I would purchase the most beautiful smelling candles and I would not burn them because if I burn them, they go away and I'll never have that scent again. Or I would go to you know, uh, purchase amazing perfume that smells so good, but I'm never use it because if I use it, it's going to be empty and it's never going to come back again. And it's kind of funny. You know, one of my coaches, my very first one, she said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if you have a belief about one thing, it's interesting to see if you have that same belief about other things and other categories. It's just, it's really interesting. So You're going to hear probably some Q and A's like you may have heard on the other episodes towards the end of this episode, but I think it's really important if you haven't ever worked on this, these, you know, money beliefs before, this is your sign, it is time to do it and to do it sooner than later, because the last thing you want to do is to create an amazing digital product and an amazing online business and amazing this amazing that, but then not charge for anything because you're not going to make any money right? We have to get to a place of comfort and, you know, feeling comfortable asking for money and accepting it. They're two different things. It's important to feel comfortable about both. Now, of course, you know how it is with me. I love sharing stories. And one of the stories I'm going to share with you is when I first started my business, I had a friend and she wanted to work with me because I was doing coaching and she wanted to work with me. And I was like, yeah, we could totally work together. She was like, how, how much, like I will pay you whatever. Let's go. I want to do your, I think it was like my six week one-to-one work. We were working together. It's like, okay, cool. She wrote me a check. We did the six weeks. I felt like I was gonna throw up the entire six weeks. I felt so guilty. I felt so bad. I I can't remember if I sent the text message, but I had a full text message written up being like, hey, I can refund you like it's no problem. Like I will refund you. I feel sick. <laughs> I feel so bad charging. It was just like this, I shouldn't be charging for this because I'm good at this. I want to give it away for free. She's a friend. Why would I charge? I need to give it away for free. And it was that belief that was so stinking hard to let go of. And it only comes, at least for me, the the ease of letting that go comes when I'm working on my money mindset. And I don't feel bad now asking for or charging a certain amount because I know that what I'm offering is going to save that person so much time or so many headaches or it's really going to support them. I know the outcome. Like I understand I've done the work where prior that was a really big like aha moment of, okay, something's not right. Like I know I'm good. I know, I know she's going to have a transformation. Like she's getting all this, like this is, everything's going great. Like why do I feel so guilty when it comes to the dollars? Why? And so that was the aha moment of okay, I need to work on this. And so that's something for you again. If you haven't, this would be a great time to sit down with a paper and pencil and really go through everything that you believe about money, what you've been told, beliefs that you've grown up on. Maybe as far as charging, accepting money, giving. You know, do you give your gifts away for free? Do you charge for them? What does that kind of look like? Just go over all the different scenarios and see what comes up for you. So. Again, these are snippets over the these 11 days. These are snippets from Digital Magic, which is my program. It's a uh, self-paced 12-week program that takes you from an idea to a launch of your digital product. Woo-hoo so fun. So I hope you enjoy this episode. There's a lot of ahas. I loved doing this training when I did it live. I loved doing these trainings because of the interaction that my audience who I was doing these trainings for gave me the ahas, the light bulbs that were going off, just everything. So this is a big one. This is honestly one of the quote unquote pivotal nights (laughs) where a lot of people had different breakthroughs on their beliefs about money, their beliefs about pricing and all of that. So I really hope you enjoy this episode it has its golden nuggets but people love well I shouldn't say this is ge- this is generic we like to hear about money and you know watch money flow and things like that and then when we get into it it's just really interesting what happens. so as we are going through you know talking about money and money blocks and pricing all of that fun stuff tonight um drop you know questions watching we kind of move along because it is kind of a loaded topic I feel like And a lot of people aren't familiar with this topic. So we're going to dive in and talk about all the things. Okay, sound good? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Okay, so here we go. As we bring up the phrase or the word money blocks, I want to know what comes to mind. So if you leave that over in the chat, tell me what comes to mind when you start thinking about money blocks. What even is this? Have you heard of this phrase before? What is going on there? And when it was for me, hi guys, thanks for popping in. When it was for me, um, you know, back in 2015 had no, totally was not on my radar. Didn't know what a money block was. Didn't even know that this was a thing that I should be thinking about as I started growing my business. And when I heard it, I was totally intrigued um, because I, I knew the mindset field, right? If you know my story, you know, I'm not going to even get into it. You can listen to it on my podcast, but my whole story of like all the mindset stuff that I had to shift by 2015 in order to go out and do my thing and start my own business. A lot had to shift for me and so I thought I was doing everything that I needed to do like I got my money stuff or my mindset stuff I got my mindset blocks like you know I know what I need to work on and continually work on and things like that and then when I heard money blocks I was like what even is this thing <laughs> And so um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So the term money block, if you're not familiar with it, it's a, a, a belief that you have about money that keeps you from achieving your goals, your money goals, your income goals. Um, a lot of times it's like a negative belief surrounding your money, you know, money in general. And so when we start diving into it, you might recognize some of these. I'm going to read off, if you have my workbook, I'm going to read off some of these. There's like a whole thing, a whole list of examples of money blocks and then you have a whole writing area to see what some of yours are so you can kind of start working through them and shifting them because this this is the work. This is important work and I know a lot of people when we start talking about this, they're like, no, you know, I don't want to pay attention to money. I don't want to feel greedy or any of these things. You know, A lot comes up when we start talking about money and it's, it's not that at all. All of that is money block stuff. Funny, so <laughs> so we're gonna start talking about you know what this is, what this kind of looks like. So hopefully you all are excited for that. Not knowing how to price services, we're totally talking about that tonight as well. Oh man. Okay, so Stormy says I started the workbook and didn't realize how much generational effects, generation effects, preventing me from making money. So we're gonna talk about that. That is a great uh, aha afraid to raise prices for different reasons. We will talk about that. Never heard of it actually guessing a bad money mindset. Yes. Yes. Oh, Stormy says, I love the, there's a book called You're a Badass at Making Money, um, which is awesome. It's a great book. I have it over there on my bookshelf. Awesome. Okay. Woo. Yeah, you need to make it less scary, for sure. So we're going to talk all about this stuff. So you guys are right on track when it comes to, you know, a money block. It's what is keeping us from hitting our goals, our income goals. What is up with that? Why aren't we signing more clients? Why aren't we finding finding clients, attracting clients that are willing to pay for our services? What is going on here? And so I'm going to read through some of these money blocks. And let me know if any of these sound familiar. I'll never make enough money. Money is really hard to come by, money is bad and only brings problems, Uh, money equals debt, money doesn't grow on trees, I shouldn't want money, no one will ever pay me for my work, I'll always live paycheck to paycheck, I'm not smart enough to make the big bucks, I'll always have stress about money, my husband and I will always fight about money, more money, more problems, that whole concept. If I spend money, I'm never going to get it back. I have a funny story about that. (laughs) I'm poor and will always be poor. This is how my family has always been. That's the way that it is. It's what I was born into. Um, I don't deserve to make a lot of money. I don't know enough to make that much money or to charge X amount of dollars. Um, if I make more than my husband, it will hurt his feelings, or if I make more than fill in the blank, it will hurt them in some way. Do, does any of this sound familiar? What are some of the money blocks or thoughts, beliefs that you have around money? Leave them in the chat. I'm curious, um, but Stormy, you mentioned an, an awesome uh, tidbit over here, and an awesome aha, which... A lot of the times, this was mind-blowing when I first heard this, but a lot of the times our belief system, especially around money, is established by the time we're between five and seven years old, which is crazy. I don't even know, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast a couple days ago, much less like what was happening in my life when I was between five and seven, or up until that point, right? We're so little. um, It's just the craziest thing to me. But when we are in an environment, especially when we're little, like our subconscious is picking up everything all the time. It doesn't matter what age we are, it's doing it right now, it's doing it yesterday, tomorrow, all the time. And so when we're that little and we're in environments where maybe there's a lot of conflict around money, maybe we grew up seeing our parents fight, um, or there was like a lot of stress around that, then our belief system starts to form itself at that young age. And so we kind of carry that into adulthood. And so it's our job now, as we become aware of these things, um, aware of these, you know, thoughts and patterns and beliefs that we are holding on to. And again, it's not just about money, like this goes kind of across the board, but we're talking about money tonight. But it's our job to identify what's kind of going on, what are the things that maybe we were raised believing or we were around when we were younger. It's our job to identify that and make the shifts that will serve us now. So a lot of times we hold on to things that, and we don't even know that we're doing this, like subconscious, subconscious, you know, it's a powerful thing, powerful thing. Um, but the subconscious kind of does its thing. And a lot of times the way that our brain, our brain works to protect us. It's just the way that it is. Um, that's why, you know, when we're, when when we have like fear of taking that leap or whatever it's just our brain being like hey you've never done this before let me protect you you should be worried about this this and this it's just brain activity and once we identify that and we see that and we kind of we can identify when that is happening and then it's our job to take control of that so it's all about taking control of our mind taking control of what we want our path to look like and what we want our future to future to look like Um, so if up until this point Maybe, you know, things aren't going the right way or you're blocked or, you know, you're not hitting goals in whatever area. It's time to start taking a look at that and identify why. And a lot of times it will come down to this, what we are talking about tonight. Um, So it's just, it's the craziest thing, right? Again, we don't know what is happening when we're five, seven, whatever, but we carry these things forward. And... What's even crazier when we like really dig into this is what's happening then we're learning from those around us, right? And they learned that from who they were around and they learned that from who they were around. And so if you begin to identify these patterns, you'll see, you know, I'm speaking, you know, for myself, but I can see this like trickle down into other areas of my family and how, you know, money blocks or whatever is affecting everybody else. Isn't that interesting? And, and so it's my job to identify like, do I want to carry this on or do I want to change it for myself for my future? That's our job. It's our life. And a lot of the stuff that we are bringing, you know, it's some people call it baggage or like whatever, but the stuff that we're bringing where we've piled on from people who have been around us up until the point that we decide to make a change. We're just, our subconscious is picking little pieces up. And so again, it's our job to identify what do we want to hold on to and what do we want to let go. So if you're feeling like um, you know, any of these things that I just read off from the workbook, if you're feeling any of those, do you want to hold on to them or do you want to let them go? Okay, here we go. Totally the ones about making more than my spouse and my husband, I will never make more. Whoo, that was a big one for me. Um not my husband, but my mom, my family, my mom and dad. And Especially when I first started, I would cry about it, and if i I totally saw like the self sabotaging i don't know if some of you guys remember that story that I told about um oh here's another one so I had when I first started one of my friends hired me and she paid me i think four hundred dollars or something for like four weeks I don't even remember it was something right in the very beginning right when she did that, she handed me the check I wanted to throw up. I was just like. I feel so bad. Like, you're my friend. I shouldn't charge you. What am I doing? I'm taking your money. Like, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't say anything, but this is all the stuff that was happening. And so, you know, we did our session. We did like the four weeks or six weeks, whatever it was. And I went to my husband. I'm just bawling. Like, I had been holding on to this, like guilt. Like, I feel so bad. Like, who am I to be doing this? Why did I do that? She's my friend. I shouldn't charge friends. Like, all of these things. And I had my phone out and I had a text like written to her. I hadn't sent it yet. And I told my husband like, I'm gonna like, I'm just, I'm on a refunder. like, I just can't, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. I feel so bad. And so him and I like worked through it. That was totally a money block when it came to like, do I charge friends and family? Like I shouldn't do that. That's rude. Who am I to be doing this? So it didn't even come down to I should be paid for my knowledge and you know how I'm helping her or the val- like it wasn't even a value exchange at that point. It was, like total guilt. And so that was a huge one I had to work with. And then another one was exactly what, you know, uh, making more than spouse was something that you were struggling with. Mine was making more than my mom. And I would cry about that too. And I realized like I, I wasn't hitting my goals because I was holding myself back because of that belief. Like she's going to be upset. Like, I don't want to make her feel bad. Like what if, what if, what if? And that was totally, something that I had to work with or work through for sure. You're so welcome. (laughs) You've always gotcha scrounging to make ends meet as a kid now. So I see that I have caused myself to be exactly the same. So it's all about awareness. You know, once we have this awareness, we have the ability to change and to make shifts, conflicting thoughts of wanting more money, but thinking badly of people with lots of money. Isn't that interesting? So it's so interesting how we can consciously make a decision to be like, I want to make X amount of dollars this year, and we say we put like that price. Of like I'm going to make this amount of money, but really over here, like on the subconscious level, it's well, people who make that much, they're they're greedy people. No one should ever want that amount of money. Who are they to be doing that? They just want to show off their money. All of these other things, and so they're totally conflicting. And for it becomes almost impossible for us to hit those income goals. So again, all about awareness and identifying. Money doesn't grow on trees. Is what I heard, and what I. Mm-hmm, yep, that was a big one for me. <laughs> oh, my mom likes to point out how I can't get paid for my work and it did more damage than I thought. Oh, that's a big one. So that's other people's fears being put onto you. Other people's fears being put onto you. Okay. So again, have that awareness of she, she can be in that. She can think it, she can like Whatever, believe that about that. It's your decision. Can you get paid for your service? Do you want to get paid for it? And making that internal shift. Um, Because really, you know, a lot of times I've heard this before. So, a lot of times when this is coming up, it's because. It's it's weird how this works, but it's because she wants to protect you. She doesn't want to see you get hurt and you know not make the income goal that you want. It's all about a protection thing, um, a lot of times. Not always, but a lot of times, and, and it could come off like negative and make you feel really bad. And um, you know, I used to get that too, like who would pay for that? But why would they pay you? You know, things like that. And it totally hurts, but it's it's on a weird level, it's a, it's a subconscious protection thing. Me also same. Not good with money. Ooh, interesting. Yes, I'm not good good with money. So the idea of making more money, what would I do with it, right? Grandparents grew up in the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine too. Mine too. Absolutely. And you know, both of my grandparents are still alive, and they're very like everything is a coupon, and I get it. You know, and there's no let me just say this because I know people are going to be like, but coupons. there's nothing wrong with a coupon. There's nothing wrong with picking up pennies that you find. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's all about the energy behind it. And so if you feel like I am, I am, you know, who am I to be paying the full dollar amount or, you know, paying the full dollar feels bad or you feel guilty in some way that you have to have a coupon. That's the energy that you want to shift or that's the belief and thought patterns that you want. To shift and pay attention to my mom taught me how to s- always save but not how to spend if that makes sense I think she finds security in just in being stable mm-hmm. in, in being just stable for sure yeah and so you know ooh, that is so my mom taught me how to always save but not how to spend yeah yeah so it's a constant save 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 <laughs> I decided to try and make a change Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we've talked about this. I think we talked about this. When was it? Uh, Night one, maybe? I don't remember. Um, As far as, like, mindset in general, our brain is a muscle. Kind of weird to think about, right? Brain's a muscle. (laughs) Um, And so, our brain is just like, it's just like any other muscle. If I went to the gym right now and I tried to you know, pick up something that was 500 pounds, I would hurt myself, right? (laughs) I have to work up to that 500 pounds. I have to work up and like build those muscles, your brain's the exact same way. And so when we are working on shifting our mindset, shifting our money mindset, anything that comes with the brain, or, you know, um, creating new thought patterns and different ways of thinking, when we are doing that, it's not an overnight thing. It's not a one week thing. It's a constant thing. And it's something that you need to continually work on and to continually build. And I know, you know, for me, when I get lax on that, or if I, you know, stop, I always listen to like podcasts and, you know, I always have things I'm feeding on to like keep me in in a good state and like learning and things like that. And I know for myself, like if I back off of that, my mindset is affected. I become more negative. I become um, more pessimistic and things like that. And so it's the exact same thing with this topic. So the same way that you would work on yourself to be more positive and be more optimistic and outgoing and, you know, all of these things, the same way that you would work to do that every day you work on it, you do these things thing uh when it comes to money mindset you just work on it work on it work on it because when we get into talking about pricing your services and um really like feeling that you deserve to be paid x amount of dollars this is the work that needs to be done every single day to keep you there to keep you in that state to keep you feeling good about the um money that you are charging do 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 do, do. <laughs> yes, done. awesome Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. We are all about the money mindset and, you know, good vibes today, y'all. So, okay. Hopefully that answers, you know, if anyone had questions about, like, what is a money block and how could this be affecting us? So it's all on a subconscious level, probably. Um, You know, our conscious mind could be could be playing at play, too. But I also want you, you're going to get a lot of answers by doing this, is look around you and see what other people are saying when it comes to this topic so what are they saying about money what are they saying about entrepreneurs that's a big one what are they saying about um what you know what you're charging because and especially when it comes to that one what what you're charging or what you are making if people have comments about that it's it's (laughs) oh the things in my mind it's one it's none of their business but two it's totally them you know the way that people think and believe about the world it's on them, you can't ask anyone to change or you know, any of that stuff, and so you have to take everything with just like at surface level and not affect you on a subconscious level, and so that's where the magic happens, right there. I'm making flashcards of the quote and hanging them on my bathroom mirror. Awesome, <laughs> do it! Do the flashcards, do the sticky notes, especially like around this. Um, that is fabulous. So, okay. Money box. We talked about that. So, how does this kind of affect us when it comes to pricing and charging our charging our worth? Is so. We're gonna talk about that because I really don't like that phrasing because our worth is not depicted on how much or how little we charge. And a lot of times we internalize everything to do when it comes to money and the numbers that we see in our bank account. And we let that dictate how good we are, how smart we are, how deserving we are of charging more of, we let it dictate all of these things about us. And it's just the most ridiculous thing. And so that is work in itself that that number, whatever it is, says nothing about what you deserve in this world. Right. And so it's all, you know, all like internal work, conscious level work, subconscious level work that we need to work on. So I don't know. I just felt like I needed to say that. (laughs) Affirmations for sure. Affirmations and meditations. That's awesome. So all of that to say when it comes to pricing and money blocks. So hopefully you have identified been at least one if not multiple action steps throughout all of these videos big on them I think it's important I think it's important for you to sit down and do the dirty work put pen to paper um you know really map out what's going on up here because a lot of times again every single day that we wake up (laughs) every single day that we turn on the tv or we go to target or we're listening to the radio we're constantly being fed ideas and beliefs of other people And you know, you can watch it like watch five minutes of something on TV and it's, it's someone else's belief about something. Right. And so what you need to do is just let it all go and really sit down with yourself and figure out what you believe. So what are your thoughts about money? What are your thoughts about your business? What are your thoughts about how you want to run your business? You know, um, I, in the membership, we have like our private Facebook group. And so we were talking about, you know, like the elevator pitch. Everyone talks about the elevator pitch basically. And so many of us overthink that because of what we've seen on the internet. Like it should be phrased like this and this is the right formula and you have to do it like this. And I'm just like, you guys, when we start doing that, when we start believing things because other people tell us to, or they say like, this is the right way. This is the way we need to believe. Um, you should think this, you know, how dare you think that about the world? Like that's crazy. Anything out of line. Like when we think differently about something it freaks people out. (laughs) And so when we start talking about money, and thinking differently about money and the way that we're pricing, when we start thinking differently about, you know, this subject, it freaks people out. And so I know personally, my grandparents, like we were just talking about our grandparents living in the Great Depression. I know personally (laughs) that if I go to them and I bring up anything about money, if I'm like, I made $5, I made whatever, as soon as he, as soon as my grandpa hears the words I made before I can even say what comes out of my mouth he's like no 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 no, we don't talk about money we don't that's nope and he's so uncomfortable about it what's happening over here <laughs> oh my gosh can't focus with my hair is so crazy okay but anyways he, <laughs> he totally does not want to hear it does not want to talk about it doesn't like nothing. He literally goes like this and walks away. And I think it's interesting that, you know, some people, some people have this belief and I was the exact same way. Like I was before I knew anything about money blocks or like this area, you know, I was just, I mean, every single penny, I would hoard it. Save, save, save. Don't spend. Spending's bad. If I spend, I'm never going to be able to retire. I'm never going to have enough. As soon as I take five dollars out of my billfold, and it's basically like I'm burning it. And it doesn't matter if I if I need a new pair of glasses or anything. <laughs> I would not spend for anything. Um, and you know, one of my favorite stories about that is going to to buy like. Oh, you call your Nana Nana. I do too. But when I go to like, you know, buy a candle or buy really nice lotion, it smells so good. This is when I knew I had a problem (laughs) and it was years. And then I knew, um, but for years I would go and I buy, would buy these like lovely lotions that smell so delicious. And I would put like this much on and be like, ah, yeah, that's great. But I didn't want to use any more because if it ran out, that's it. It's gone forever. And I felt like I would have wasted my money because I used up all of the lotion. And so that was my thinking. And so, you know, how we said earlier in a different video, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so when you have that belief about something, it's trickling into other areas of your life. And so I really had to identify like, that's my belief about that. How is that affecting other things? Hello, bank account. That's totally, and you know, some people will say, well, saving is great. It is, but it's the energy behind it. It's the energy of like, if I spend a dollar, I'm burning it. This is the worst thing ever. I'm going to cry. I need a refund. I need to like go to target and, and (laughs) like, um, give back my gun to get my money back because I feel really guilty about spending that dollar. Like that was how bad it was for me. And so having that, having, you know, that awareness of what I was doing, was huge and so when I started to work on that especially with the mom situation especially with that one when I realized that you know if I I, how I felt was if I made a certain amount of money it may make her sad at me you know you know all of these projected beliefs of what I thought that how I thought she was going to to react and so what I did was I cried so after I cried (laughs) I called up my mom and I was like okay I need to talk to you about something said, this is something that I have identified as a money block. This is what I'm researching. Like, I feel like this is a thing. I'm sorry. Like all these things. And I was just like crying. And she was like, "How? are you kidding me? I want you to make more than me. Like, what are we doing here? This is how I raised you. (laughs) You know, she, she like totally helped me shift that mindset. But if I didn't go to her, if I didn't get that awareness of that, if I didn't take action on it and I kept just, you know, self-sabotaging myself, really in that belief, nothing would have changed. Okay. So it's one, having the awareness and then two, actually taking action on it to do something. My husband's family is all about status with money and titles. I'm the hippie crazy person. Me too. (laughs) I'm awful at spending money. Every purchase makes me have awful anxiety. So money blocks. This is a place to do some major work for sure and shifting. So why do we have anxiety about it? What about, you know, buying something that you really want causes you anxiety or something that you need, something that you want? What causes anxiety? Um, Do you feel like you are deserving of it? What do you feel like is going to happen when you make that purchase? All of these things you can start asking and digging into it for sure you still do it with your lotion. Okay. Well, I'm glad, you know, it's, I'm not the only one I've heard this. Like when I shared this story, a lot of people say like, that was me too. That was me too. So start identifying that. Cause it, that can be an indicator of where this is trickling into other places of your life. And it's this, none of this is bad. None of, none of this is negative. Money is not bad. Money is neutral. Um, you know, all of that. But none of this is bad. It's all about getting awareness and identifying ways where we can shift um, in order to impact our lives in a better way. So it's all good. It's all good. I'm right there with you, man. (laughs) Never talked to my parents about money until college. Ooh, yeah. A lot of us don't. And I didn't either. I mean, let's see. I was 25 when the whole money block situation, like when I heard about that, I was like 25, 26. And that's you know, when I learned about that term, I was like, what even is this? I didn't know I had like a (laughs) hundred. How did I get so many? And then I started diving into, oh, well this and this, and this is what I heard all growing up and all of these things. And so then I became, oh, it's my duty to understand that I can make this choice about how I want things to shift and what I really want to believe about the world. So mindset work. (laughs) Oh yeah 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 my husband and I every time we went to the store I felt like we we spent way too much I needed to return everything to the store see money box right there for sure for sure and so a lot of people especially you know reading that and typing a lot of people may think like you don't want to spend all your money so you won't have any and it's not about that you know obviously it's about a happy balance but it's about the energy and the mindset behind it. And so, um, you know, especially, again, like, as we start, when we get more into, like, the pricing and how do we identify what to what to charge and all of these things, it's all about your feeling behind it. Because, here we go, when we start talking about... Um, you know, how much we want to charge. Because I know a lot of you guys have questions on that, like, how much should I charge? Like, what should I do? What should I do? How do I know? And some, the, the last thing you want to do, and I'm guilty of this, but the last thing you want to do is to price your, you know, go to other people and see what they're doing and then price it the exact same way or price it way lower. Because if you price it way lower, one, it's not going to feel good to you. You're going to be like, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm pricing this really low. Uh, people, which also I'll get into that in a second, but the energy that you're going to have about it, you're not going to feel good about it. And, um, like when I was doing one-to-one coaching and I had lower pricing, when I would start working with people, I'm just like, you know, I didn't feel like I was getting paid what, what I should be. And then that makes us sh- show up differently is what I'm trying to say as my thoughts are jumbled right now. <laughs> but that makes us show up differently. So when we are not charging what we feel like we should be charging, what feels good to us, if we start charging what other people tell us we should be charging, then energetically, we're not connected to our offer. And so what that does is it makes us again, show up in a way that is not ideal to serve that person or to help that person. Or um, to really advertise ourselves or market ourselves because we're not connected to that. Does that make sense? Um, you really absolutely have to feel good and connected with the price that you decide to put on an offer. And so what that might look like is let's start on like the ebook track. So we'll do ebooks, courses, memberships, and one to one. That's what we'll talk about. So on the ebook track, a lot of us are going to... For, that is typically a lower end offer. And so when it comes to that, a lower end is usually like some people say it's under 97. Some people say it's under 47, whatever. And so for me, what I do is I think of, you know, how much value is this person getting? Is there anything else that comes with it? Is there like a Facebook group? Is there, you know, a quick strategy session that comes when someone purchases like my ebook or download or whatever. Is there any of that? Because all of that adds more value so you can charge more for it. But if it's just like a digital download, what do I feel good charging for? And I've had people, you know, for my workbook be like, you need to charge this amount or sell it for this much or this much. And immediately I'm like, like that. (laughs) And so I'm very much about like going with the gut. So if your gut instinct is like, what? then don't do it. Don't charge that. And you are not tied to whatever amount you decide to come out the gate charging for it. Does that make sense? So you could, you could be like, I'm going to start charging for, I'm going to start, you know, charging my, my ebook that I wrote for, uh, let's say 30 bucks. And that feels really good to you. And that's great. So when we feel like really connected and good about the dollar amount that we want to put on something, we're more likely to market. We feel really good. We want people to purchase it. We feel good when they purchase it because we're connected. Does that make sense? And so when you start seeing people purchase from you, I want you to start um, identifying like what are the emotions that come up? And even if they're not purchasing yet, put that dollar amount on it and sit with it. What are the emotions that are coming up? Is it something like I don't deserve? this, if it's like a deserving thing, that's all mindset and money mindset. That's something you need to work on. Or is it like, you know, all these other things that could come up, but sit with it and identify what is coming up for you and why. And that's the work that you need to work on because entrepreneurship, you know, as we start talking about this, it's the best self development that you will ever do in life ever (laughs) because every fear, every anxiety, every money block, every mindset block is going to smack you in front of the face as you start moving forward. As you start expanding, growing your business and scaling, everything is going to be put right here and you're going to have to work through it. And, um, so sometimes it comes with just like sitting and identifying like what is going on internally. How do you feel? Or do you feel like deserving? Do you feel, you know, X, Y, Z? Um, yeah, hold on. I'm going to Pop in the chat because there's some stuff going on over here. (laughs) You're taking action this year. That is awesome. Great. Okay. (gasps) Guys, accountability partners. I love it. That is awesome. Totally do that. I 100% agree. Awesome. Yay. We just had an accountability partner. Awesomeness. Both of you guys are in the membership, which is fabulous. That's where i'm struggling i know that people keep telling me to choose a lower price and i think it should be don't listen to other people that's my two cents when someone else is saying like charge lower charge lower it's their money stuff not yours so if you are like if people are saying that to you and you're saying i don't want to don't do it one this is your business Two, again, you need to be energeti- energetically connected to the price that you put on the thing. And so if you are lowballing yourself, which is what other people who are not in this space, who haven't done this work, who are outside perspectives, they're not your ideal client, don't listen to them. This is a you thing, not an outside thing, a you thing. And so you need to identify what feels good to you. Start there and you know, start there, start marketing there, and then adjust and tweak. And maybe, you know, in six months, you're like, that doesn't feel good anymore. I want to up it. Or, you know, I want to add this to it and make it a bigger offer. Um, there's tons of different things that you can do. But when it comes to that, people keep telling me to choose a lower price. Mm. Don't listen to them. <laughs> you can always raise your prices for show. Sure. The mindset that was coming for me was that I didn't know enough to charge this month, but I've been doing my services offline for years. So this comes with the knowledge list. So we talked about the knowledge list a couple videos ago. Do one for this specifically. So, um, So the mindset block that is coming up is that I don't know enough to charge this amount of money. So what I do when I have things like that is I make a list. Sometimes my husband makes me because I'm being stubborn, but I make a list and I say, this has happened. This is what I've accomplished. I've done this. I've had this many years of experience. These are my client results. And I just bam, 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 bam. Because then again, very visual. I need to see things in person. I feel like everybody does. It helps everybody. Right. But when I see things in person and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I have to constantly remind myself. And so, again, it's a mindset thing. Brain's a muscle. So, we're constantly growing that muscle. We're doing, you know, those like hand exerciser things? I don't know what they're called. <laughs> like that. We're doing that with our brain. We're constantly exercising it to get it super strong so that when thoughts like this come up or when someone comes up to us and they say, like, you should be charging less than that. What are you doing? We're like, mm, no, sorry. I know my worth. Thanks for the input. Bye. I can move along. <laughs> right? (laughs) Ooh, okay. I feel comfortable setting a price, but I have a tendency to prejudge what others are willing or have the ability to pay. So I might not go for the ask. (gasps) So what this is, is projection. So you totally identified it. You prejudge what others are willing to pay. And when we do that, we automatically block ourselves. And it's funny. It's funny when we do this you know what I mean? It's interesting when we do this because we, we, and even sometimes we're like, well, I wouldn't pay that. Why would they, we don't know their situation. We don't know their story. We don't know their beliefs. We don't know anything that's going on with them. And so for us to automatically assume like, Oh, well, they wouldn't pay for this, or I shouldn't even like offer this thing. It automatically blocks us. And that's why we're not hitting our income goals. Totally. So, um, you know, my two cents would be work on that for sure. Start shifting those beliefs. We don't have any say about what's going on. All we can focus on is right here. What's going on with us. And then getting really comfortable with the ask. Like you're comfortable setting your prices. You know, your knowledge, you know, your stuff. This is awesome. So getting comfortable with the ask. And again, this isn't like an overnight thing. You know, this is something just like that doing the muscle, (laughs) just like that. It's something that we have to grow. Just like we can't wake up and be like, I'm going to be confident today. We can say that, but it's not an overnight thing. It's something that we, we gain confidence and grow our confidence by doing. And it's the exact same thing here. We get more confident and less, um, less projecting or less judgy of like who's around us by getting comfortable with the ask and just so, you know, ask yourself, put like a video record yourself doing the ask and going getting really comfortable with like that process and that sales process. Um, but doing that is going to help with the money box as well. The best development you'll ever go through. <laughs> it totally is. I'm struggling with my course because I'm afraid that people won't buy it, but I know it's worth it because I'm completely changing your mindset and my therapist and psychiat- psychiatrist make plenty to change. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so. So what comes with this when you um, are working on your course or before you started your course or, you know, when you're getting to to creating these things and setting the prices for your course, you know, it's worth it. You know, the value that you're putting into it. So now it's your job to portray that value through your copy and your messaging and the way that you show up, because, you know other people. We can't change the way that they believe about the world. We can't change their mindset. We can't change things about them. What we can do is position, you know, the way that we speak in our messaging and our sales copy. And guys, the copywriting is the prize for today. But when we position these things, it makes it easier for them to see the value. So then it doesn't come to like, oh, we have to change their mind. We have to like make them, um, comfortable purchasing from us we don't we have to make them come we have to make them aware of all the value that they're getting and you know this comes back to getting really good at understanding the value that you're putting into stuff and the results that you offer that's where that's where um everything happens the magic happens <laughs> yeah don't worry about people don't worry about what other people say and life in general <laughs> When I did a book, I was told to include the time for writing and editing, and it's more than five, more than five dollars. Like oh, mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Think about the time that you're putting into it, the editing, the brain, you know, brain juice that you're putting into it. Everything that you had to learn to get to this point It's totally worth more than five bucks. Oh, on that point, though, this is what I meant to mention earlier. On that point, scientifically proven if you have, let's say a workbook or whatever, you have a workbook, one is worth $5 and one is worth $50. Who is going to value that more? So when people buy this, is someone going to value the $5 one more or the $50 one more? Are they going to get change and impact more from the $5 one? Why? One, there's more skin. Two, they've invested more into it. Three, they've showed up for themselves saying that, hey, I am worth this. I am willing to pay for this because I know it's gonna change me. People are gonna be more likely to sit down and actually do the work of a $50 thing than a $5 thing, right? Think about it on your end. Like if I were to download something for like, Five bucks, two bucks, whatever. Am I gonna, you know, sit down and do the dirty work for it, or if I downloaded a course for two hundred ninety-seven bucks, I'm gonna hopefully show up. I'm more likely to show up and do the work because I have invested more and I value it more. And so, especially when we're thinking of like the transformations and and how we're affecting people, you know, people need to show up for themselves, and not that that has to dictate how we price things, but it's something to think about and to consider. So hopefully that was helpful. (laughs) but what if I don't have clients yet and you're just starting? So that goes back to when we were talking about earlier, um, feeling like you don't know enough, but you've done years of experience. So do a list why do you get to why do you believe you can charge x number of dollars tell me your tell write out i'm saying tell me write out your experience your knowledge what you've gone through your transformations your breakthroughs your results that you've gotten um telling all of these things write all of these things out and remind yourself of why you can charge more than five dollars remind yourself sometimes we all just need a little reminder and we need a little kick in the pants to ourselves and say like hey I can charge more, I am, I know more, my clients, de- my clients, how do I want to phrase this, my clients deserve for me to charge more, does that make sense, makes sense in my mind, who knows, <laughs> uh, let's see, it's hard to provide exact results, because I'm the only person that has done it so far, so, awesome, when you have done this, so you have taken yourself on a transformation, so when you are just starting out, and this is, um, Uh, controversial that sounds so crazy this is kind of a controversial um, thought with some people some people like it some people don't I don't care take take what you want leave the rest but when you are starting out fresh some people take on let's say like three beta testers or practice clients and they test their transformational journey on them. And they and they come up and they say like, hey, I'm writing this program. I'm doing this course. I would love for you to go through it, share all your thoughts, share a testimonial, um, you know, review it with me. What can I shift? What can I do? And then not only do you get results that you can share, you get feedback too. So You get to identify like what's working, what's not working in your program or course, and you get to make tweaks along the way. And I feel like, especially for me, this is a way less scary way of doing this. I did this with my membership. I do it with some of my courses. Um, When I went through my coaching certification, we had to take on X number of clients through a three-month transformation. And so it really helps get you comfortable with that process, especially when you're just starting out. Um, I feel like it's, it's less intimidating when you are ready to launch the big thing, so launch a one-to-one or launch a course I feel like it's less intimidating in that way some people are like don't do a beta don't do things like that you're not valuing yourself it's again it's about the energy that you put behind it it's not about like the surface level stuff so for me I know I know I'm an anxious person I know I have anxiety I know what I need to do in order to make myself feel, feel comfortable. And if I'm doing things that, where I don't feel comfortable or I'm not there yet, I don't feel comfortable in marketing it. I don't feel like it holds me back. And so I have to be aware of that in order, you know, in order to move forward on things that I want to create, if that makes sense. So that's my two cents, take whatever you want from it. <laughs> yeah, you could totally do the beta someone had the example of paying for someone to save their marriage that means everything to them they would pay five instead of 500 for sure so what are the results that they're getting how is this going to impact them you know on a deeper level on a bigger level what is going to change for them and so um and again you know when it comes to your pricing putting that dollar amount what you need to focus on is one the energy that you're putting behind it so i know it's like oh dude too bad. But really like if you're charging too little for something, you're going to show up resentful. You're going to show up not as your best self. You're not going to put a hundred percent into it. If you're charging uh, too much for something and you feel like, Oh, I'm charging, I'm like overcharging. If you're charging too much, either add in more value. So it makes you feel better or adjust the price so that you feel comfortable being like, okay, this is like the perfect price. I feel really good marketing this and moving forward. Does that make sense? So far so good. Definitely do the beta test thing. Yeah. That's what I tell my clients to do once they finish the initial blueprint. Awesome. Beta, beta. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's all about, you know, security when we don't feel comfortable. So when we don't feel comfortable with our prices, when we don't feel comfortable with what we've created, when we're unsure of what that end result is going to look like for people, we need to do things that make us feel secure. And so for me and for a lot of people that I know, (laughs) um, the beta process is something that, that works for us and totally works for me. I feel more comfortable. I get eyeballs on things that I've created. The outside perspective is everything. So getting eyeballs on things that you've created, um, all of that fun stuff, super essential. Cool. All good. Yeah. Good job. This is guys. I love it when you guys are so talkative. It's so much fun. (laughs) Okay. Um, so hopefully that was helpful for you guys as far as like money, money box, the pricing. Um, I will say, as we, you know, the the ebooks typically are a lower end offer. You can play with that pricing of what feels good. Um, totally, totally up to you. When it comes into the course, the course, the membership, um, things like that. Typically, when there is a live element, which we kind of discussed a little bit, but when there is a live element, so like doing Facebook Lives or getting on Zoom or um, let's say, let's say these people enroll and you give them a one to one session with you that's a live element so things like that will boost your price its value its time with you um, it's more personal you can charge more for that 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 little value add totally important you not ever i shouldn't say important it's something that you can add and is helpful when you want to charge more is have that little live element. And again, that could just be a Facebook group or, you know, some sort of like community thing where people have that added support there. Um, you can charge more for that. And really it comes down to, as we've been talking about through these videos, but the value that you're putting into it in their results. So, um, if there, are if they're <laughs> okay, so, well, I don't even know if I want to go there with that story, but let's just say if you were learning how to do like origami, full different origamis, and there was this course and it taught you like five things about origami. That's really awesome and that's super cool, or you know, you, you could probably charge up to X amount of dollars. You're probably not going to charge $5,000 for an origami course. I don't know but probably not. Now, like the marriage example, if, if this course can t- take my marriage from like zero to 60 and make it super cool and like all of these things and communication and it just takes all these boxes, that's a premium course. That's a life-changing course. Um, a lot of the times, like the three top money-making things are health, wealth, and relationships. And so, um, a relationship course is, is big. <laughs> um, again, it's lifelong, and lifelong marriage long, and helps and like all these different things so think about that end, that end result that we have all been talking about that transformative journey that end result and how impactful is it going to be to that person's life the more impactful the more value um and the more you can charge for it so hopefully that was helpful for you guys man this episode's over but that's okay you can come hang out in the digital product female entrepreneurs facebook group hang out with thousands of us making digital products creating awesome cool things and selling them to the world. Come get inspired. Come hang out with us. There's thousands of us there and we cannot wait to support you. Now, if you need some ideas on digital products that you can create and sell, go to herownmagic.com and download my freebie. It's 65 digital products you can create and sell by this weekend. It is waiting for you there. Go check it out. And you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time. Go create your own magic.